as long as you're honest with yourself about where you're at, oh my goodness, like you can't, you can't really place a foot wrong. Welcome to Entry Level Adults. I'm Taz, host and resident Entry Level Adult, and this is the show where my guests and I query the terms and conditions of what it means to be grown up. And today I'm joined by my first guest, the amazing... Elishaba. I like that, the amazing Elishaba. <laughs> amazing Elishaba. Okay, Elish, how are you? Very happy to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so proud that you're finally starting this. I think Sorry, I'm going to go on a tangent, but throw back to when you did like your first, first ever podcast and we sat <laughs> yeah! in the library and and you put it on, um, it's on oh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh my God, that was like four, five years ago. <gasps> okay, was I uh, your first guest on that too? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I'm so blessed to know you. What was the name of that? It was called Not Not That Deep. Yeah. Not that, that, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Oh my goodness, I completely, I didn't forget about that, but I haven't thought about that in a long Girl, time. I got you. Wow, okay. And how old are you, if you want to you disclose your age? So, I am at 24, I just turned 24 in May, so I've literally Happy been... birthday, like, little Gemini. Months. Yes, Gemini queen. Mm. We get Gemini a bad Gemini queen. And I, I'm actually on the cusp, so growing up I was... I always used to tell everyone. Oh, you always said, I'm a cast. I'm yeah, a cast. I'm a Taurus Gemini, more Taurus, but I'm actually not like I am a Gemini. You're definitely not. And yeah. I'm proud and I love, we love her. We love Geminis. We love all the personalities. <laughs> all the time. Mm, yeah, we love, we love, we all love, we love all the personalities. Okay, but we're going to talk more about the Gemini Queen soon. So we're going to start with our first segment, and this is called Parental Guidance. And in Parental Guidance, we're going to dissect, unpack terrible pieces of advice that have been passed down from elders or just like from those aunties who always have something to say. Yeah, so let's start there. Have you got any pieces of advice that you've Mm. been given that you're just like, not going to follow that? I feel like as like much as I sometimes my family can be quite questionable, I feel like they have always had like really good tidbits of information. But um, I feel like in some cases you were kind of told, actually maybe kind of told like don't talk too much or don't go anywhere with Mm. like an open hand sort of thing, which I think in both senses of the case, like you can see, okay, well, don't be too beggy beggy and expecting of people but also if you want something and you know that maybe somebody Mm -hmm. can help you get there or somebody can give you the advice that you need then you have to speak up like opportunities yeah can happen to you by luck but I've personally found that a lot of things I've been able to do has simply been because I've asked about it or I've just been like you know Mm -hmm. what Maybe it's rogue to ask and maybe a lot of people would say that you shouldn't and you should keep quiet but hey I need something. I can feel you like you can help me. If you can't, uh, like, okay, you can't. But if you can, then if I didn't ask, then I would have missed out on that opportunity. So I've definitely, yeah, held kind of both those things. And it's it's good advice. But I think also, yeah, growing up, it was kind of like, you know, don't be too loud or, you know, kind of being relaxed you know kind of you know genteel type vibes but I'm like that's not ever really been in my personality to be that kind of person yeah no it's it's not it's never been in your personality and so maybe for some people it works Mm. and maybe I think you know coming from a very I mean I don't want to I don't know how old my grandparents are like 60s Mm. 
50s sort of background where that was kind of expected of people to just kind of go with the flow like don't just don't don't you know speak up when or speak out of turn um I feel like that's very traditional you know African upbringing yeah yeah definitely you know your place and do not step out of line (laughs) don't step out of line (laughs) but I feel like I am a step out of liner like I just think that's inherently came to disrupt yes I came to disrupt because however are you gonna know things that you don't know until you challenge everything that you've ever been taught mm. sort of thing mm-hmm. so yeah. okay so it's basically like them saying stay in your place and you're like no I will move everywhere yeah yeah I I, I need to go mm-hmm. wherever the wind blows and wherever I see and you know what I think a lot of it comes from wanting to protect you as well Mm -hmm. oh yeah situations but then again like I say you're never going to know how to survive or know how how strong you are or what you're capable of until you actually Mm -hmm. go out and directly challenge yourself to do certain things and yeah maybe some things don't work out and I think that's part of the learning process that's part of the growing up and knowing that okay well even if I do have this idea in my head and I and I am going to step out of the line I am going to do that like yeah maybe there will be consequences to that but nothing's Mm. as bad as not even giving yourself the chance to try yeah okay well the other thing in parental guidance was what about those little lessons or habits that are things that are true in your family that maybe you grew up and found aren't true elsewhere um, so my one, for example, that I was thinking about was like Tupperware. So I realized when I got to uni that after I cook, if I have leftovers, I put it in Tupperware and then I leave it to cool down and then I put it in the fridge. And then you don't eat it for three days. No, but no, it's the fact that I leave it to cool down. I see people put their hot food in the Tupperware and put it straight in the fridge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's rogue. That's salmonella. And I, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, that's wild. not a, That is not a thing. And they're like, it's not a scientific fact. And I was like, yeah, but my mum said. And they're like, well, my mum said that you Oh my do. goodness, that's such a good one. I feel like talking of food-related things, I guess for me, and something that I've learned through my partner is that he when he whenever he's like finished with a meal (laughs) I mean boyfriend just sounds so primary school (laughs) no so he does like food tech he's a food technologist right so he has to do like health safety all of this stuff when it comes to the kitchen so he has a few things that I'm like well why are you doing that like we don't do that at Mm -hmm. home so for one if for example you have like one bad tomato and a pack of tomatoes he's throwing all the tomatoes away and I'm like homeboy (laughs) you still got four good ass tomatoes so Leash and I happened to talk about moldy tomatoes for an unnecessarily long amount of time so we're just gonna jump from segment one into segment two which is called adulting in motion we're just gonna talk about you your experience with adulthood thus far well first of all the google dictionary definition of adult is a person who is fully grown or developed fully grown i i i am fully grown whether i'm fully developed in terms of the things that i've experienced Mm. Um, the things that I know, I feel like there's still so much to know and to experience that I haven't yet done. So I feel fully grown in the sense that I'm still living at home currently, mm-hmm. but I've definitely outgrown that. Like I know that yeah. I have. I don't want to be told anything. I don't want to be told like 
you have to clean the kitchen on this day. Like Ooh. I don't like do you know what I mean? Like I So you're living at home, but you don't want the live at home rules to apply to you. I don't, but I want I want the responsibility of doing it in my own space. Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I still feel very young and I know that it's all necessary because I'm not gonna like move out and then like be dirty. Like I know I've got great, very good home training. And I've lived alone before, yeah. But it's just one of those things. It's just like, because I know I have that mm-hmm. certain experience of living on my own, it's like, it feels like I'm still being mm-hmm. treated as a child, which technically mm-hmm. I am in my parents' yeah. house. Like I am still the child. But it's just like, sometimes I want to leave a fork in the sink. She and wants to leave a fork in the sink. come back to it tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I want to wash, like, my sister got on at me the other day for being inconsiderate because I wanted to have a bath at four o'clock in the afternoon. Ooh. Sometimes I want to have a bath at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> you got to get your own house, hun. you got to get your own house. Well, this is it. And the moving date has been set. I am officially moving out. I have been living in this kind of, um, what's the word? Limbo. Mm. I think for the, like, since the beginning of the year, pretty mm. much where I've kind of existed at home, but then also staying with Warren because I'm in his space quite a lot. And Mm. so that's like something new that I'm navigating. Like, again, like it's not necessarily my space, but somebody else's. But then also this possibility of me moving out and living with my two friends has kind of been on, it's like been on the card since the beginning of the year. So I've also equally been like, well, there is the opportunity for me to have my own space. I've been mm. living in these three sort of realms where I'm like, I belong nowhere but everywhere. Like, I, like I've become for the streets now, just in the yeah, sense yeah, that, yeah. Like, like, I'm two days at home, four days at Warren's, then I'll spend an evening at my mm-hmm. friend's house where I'm supposed to be living. And I'm like, and like we're talking about decor and what You're we're going to have when interest. we move in. And it's just like, yeah, exactly. Like, my mental has been so scattered mm. that I like this, like navigating the terrain. It's been like several terrains I've been navigating. I've been navigating being in a relationship and living mm. in that person's space. I've been navigating being an adult, but then obviously still being the child living, living under my parents and, you know, still being told what I should be doing, what I have to be doing, what my role is. And, you know, it's fair enough. Like you say, like I'm living here pretty much rent free. Like I shouldn't complain, but then in my head, I'm also living in this other space where I am going to be like the, like, I guess the master of my actions or whatever. Like, mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. So it's been interesting to say the least, but it feels better now knowing that there is like the actual end moving date. So that's happening. I'm excited. I, I can't wait for like MTV Cribs house tour. MTV Cribs house tour. I just feel like as well, it's so difficult when like coming up with routines like having a routine where I've been so displaced but in the lockdown I felt like I had such a routine and I was doing so well and I was you know I wasn't necessarily working but I was freelancing and I was able to juggle a lot of things and it was so much fun because I had the routine to do that and then it was like as soon as January here I started a new job great that was Mm. fun you know, I'm in this serious relationship. And then I'm also thinking about moving out. I was like, Mm -hmm. I had no routine. Like the routine was, I was just going with the flow. And so I've just kind of been pulled in all these different directions for so long that I was kind of felt like I was going crazy for a bit. Like if I show you some of my journal entries, um, girl, 
It was here, there, and everywhere. Sometimes you have to look back and you're like, whoa, I was not okay. Yeah, and I've and I've done a good job of like documenting that, and so I've just had to give myself like a break from feeling like I need all of these routines That's until so I'm like properly situated. So now that I see that, you know, finally, mm. like the light is at the end of the tunnel on this, I'm like so excited. Um, well, you mentioned freelancing, so let's dive into. Um, let's start with fun. What do you do for fun? Whatever I can. I love going out. I love eating. I love socializing. Mm. I think being around and this is people, in London. Yeah, this is in London. Um, I love being around people. I think you are probably the most people person that I've ever met in my life. Seriously. Yeah. I'm kind of a slut. <laughs> but I don't know what it is. It's just I feel like I know how to be alone. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like there are definitely times where I'm like, I don't want to mm. go anywhere. I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, I just want to be in my own space. But then part of how I fuel my creativity, what makes me feel whole and what makes me feel warm inside is when I'm just like with my best peeps, we're out, everyone's having a good time. No, it's not just your best peeps, though. it's anybody. It is any it's just anybody. Because <laughs> I can say for me, it's my best peeps. For you, it's anybody. Wait, did I? Oh my goodness. I went, me and my friend from work went to this Korean uh, barbecue. And they had a karaoke mm. room and we had been talking about how we wanted to do karaoke for so long. Love. And we found a bar, like a restaurant that had a karaoke in, in it. Mm. So when we went to go eat, um, we asked them, we were like, oh, is there like any, any slots for the karaoke for us? Like, because we would love to go and do that after our meal. Mm. And the woman came back, she was like, unfortunately not, like it's been booked from A until 11. Um, so basically like the whole night. And so we were like, damn, okay, like, I guess we'll cut our losses. Like, we'll try again next Not time. Not you. Not me. I waited to see he was in that karaoke room for three hours. I was like, okay, who, who do we need to talk to to get a slot and to get a space? It was so funny. It was like young people our age. So I looked at my friend Katie. I was like, Katie, this is great. There was a guy um, drinking a Magnum outside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the one I'm going to talk to. <laughs> So I called him, like, we're literally, like, sitting by the window. And I'm, like, waving to this guy. Bearing in mind, I was a, mm-hmm. a few glasses of red wine in, some sake and a beer. So okay, I was a bit there. there. So I was there, and I was like, you know what? Clothes mouths don't get fed. So I called him in, and I said, I have a question for you. I said, so I see you and your friends, you know, booked the karaoke room, like fun. I was like, me and my friend Katie here, like we really wanted to do karaoke tonight. Is there any way that we can like get in on your little session? And I was like, of course, like by all means, if, if it's a no, like that's fine. But I just wanted to ask. So? so he goes, he goes, oh, it's my friend's birthday. Let me go down and just like ask him. Cause I, I don't know if there's like capacity, if there's mm. a cap, but like, I'm going to go check. So we were like, cool, well, you know where to find us. <laughs> right up here. He came back. He was like, yeah, it's great. It's fine. It's on. Come down off your mill. We'd love to have you join us. And so me and Katie finished off dinner and went and joined a room of like 10 strangers and did karaoke with them. And we, it was so funny because when I like went down, so I went down to introduce myself before we went into the room. And it was really funny because they like gave me the microphone and they were like, tell us about yourself. You know, I was like, wow, well, I was like, my name's Alicia, I'm 24. It's like, I work in influencer marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny, but it was, I think it was more so 
like a welcoming vibe because they were all work colleagues. So it wasn't like they yeah, were, yeah, like yeah. an intimate friendship mm, group. Mm, mm. So it was easy to like involve yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we all know each other in varying degrees and we've worked with one another. But that but it was so funny. I was like, who like everyone's like, nobody would ever do that but you. Yeah. One thousand percent. I can attest to that. But nobody can say it's not it's a dull night when they go out. Oh no, absolutely. I yeah, absolutely not. We've made so many friends when we've gone out before. Yeah. Your last night that we had together when you were in London before you went to Taiwan was amazing. Do you remember that? So you don't even remember? Yes, yeah, I do. I do I do remember. Friends, I the do guys remember. in the bar. I feel like I wrote about this in my journal and I was reading it the other day. And it was like we were telling people, oh no, I have videos. I'm trying I to do remember footage. you too, because you were vlogging. Yes, and you had just graduated. We had just graduated, just gotten our results. And um I remember some one of the guys was like, We're so proud of you. Like and they just bought us a drink. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Stuff like that just doesn't happen when you're not down. Like, I was on a shoot the other day, and I guess, like, everyone was quite shy. And, again, people knew each other but didn't really know each other. And, like, me and Sasha came, and me and Sasha together, it's, like, double the explosion. So we came, and we were just, like, bouncing around, and it was like a party scene, so it was the energy that we needed. And one of the girls she came and she was like I'm so glad that you and Sasha came here today because before you got here nobody was trying to talk and it was like your energy was what really like we needed this and she was like just thank you so much for coming and I was like hon I was like you know when someone like just really like pulled you aside I was like that was so Mm -hmm. touching Mm -hmm. and heartfelt um but I like making people feel like that I want everyone to feel like they can be their brightest sparkliest self when they're around me like like, why yeah, would you not you. want to feel like that? You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I'm navigating. That's how you have moment, fun. Yeah, you just like, I feel like, like just being yourself and bringing your energy to spaces where it's needed is like top tier, 10 out of 10. Always lovely. You mentioned influencer mm-hmm. marketing. So I guess we can segue into the next question of what do you do for work, career, segue. career, work, job? How do you make your money? So legally, I I make my money by being an account executive at an influence marketing agency. Um, what does that mean? Just having working with brands and pairing them with the right influencers mm. to advertise and market their product mm. or whatever campaign it is that they're running. Yeah, so I basically just work with brands and pair them with influencers. So I, it's a lot of relationship building between one and the other and being that kind of middleman to make sure everything runs smoothly um, for the client as well as for the influencer. And yeah, new industry. I've only been doing it since January. And three months in, I was like, I love this. Mm. I fucking love I what your I do. Period. Yeah. This is great. Mm. And there are some really, really great things about the company that I work at. And I feel like being open, being able to speak my mind, having great relationships with the people that I work with, mm-hmm. like it is almost like being at uni again. Yeah. Because all the account executives, like we're all Yeah, around. I see you guys on your stories. You look like you're having a blast. <laughs> I know, everyone's like, are like you actually so working? Fun. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But it's just that we're all kind of in the same boat. Like everyone's at the same adulting stage we're all entry-level adults and it's like we're all really like navigating this whole world of 
you know, career, what it is that we want to do, where we see ourselves, like we're all at it at the same point. And it's that comfort of being mm. like, so it's okay if I actually don't know what the fuck it is that I'm doing, because I'm surrounded by a lot of people that don't know what the fuck it is that they're doing, but they're doing something and they're moving exactly. forward or they're moving in some sort of direction, which I think is just like what it kind of is about when you're at this age. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, they're not being stagnant. They're just like going with the wind and willing to be malleable. Yeah, and it's not about being right. I think, I think that's another thing that, you know, going back to before about the guidance is about knowing what it is that you want to do and sticking to that. It's like there is no real right choice yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Try the narrow. Yeah. Throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks. And right it's now, the influencer marketing is sticking and I am enjoying it. Mm. However, I think part of the adulting is like, you know, finding out that you're being grossly undercompensated Ooh. and your time, time, the effort, the, the 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 self that you bring to the job. Yes. It's not, it's not, not really adding yeah. up. Yeah. You're doing more than your job. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Doing more than the job spec. And I guess whenever I first... Um, like accepted the offer that I was given I hadn't been in a job for a year like a salary paying job Mm. it was more than the salary that I was on when I was first working Mm. so I just kind of said yeah sure (laughs) of course I'll take that but I think doing the job for the last six months I'm like Like, this is labor this is laborious like this is free labor right now that I'm doing that I'm not being fairly compensated for yeah and like any like extra tasks you have to do or just like the way you show up in your role the way I show up and above and beyond and and I'm not saying that just to like even toot my own horn it's just I enjoy what it is that I do and so I'm always putting my hand up to do more Mm, mm, mm. and it's not even do more in the sense that like within my job role it's just like I did a presentation so like the first month I was there I volunteered to do a presentation but out of that then was born this whole new kind of project that I'm leading that's outside of my remit and that everyone has kind of commended me on because it was like you know nobody like we've been trying to do this for for ages for years and you know you've come in and you smashed it. Are you the only black person there? (laughs) Huh? Are you the only black person there? I am one of not more than 10 fingers. One of three females, yeah, and only one black guy. So, yeah, and they wanted me to lead. Oh, mate, I don't even know if this should be on the pod. Actually, it can be on the pod. They asked me to lead BAME, <gasps> BAME, BAME Network. They asked you to head diversity and inclusion. I had to decline that one real quick. I said, hun, I said, I'm 24, like, and I'm not gonna lie, whatever experience. You said, What's that? What's BAME? Yeah, what's BAME? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite understand. And do you know what they hit me with? So it was one of those ones where, bearing in mind, so I've got this music thing that I was talking about where I'm like mm. taking meetings, I'm organizing stuff with labels. Like I'm doing a whole nother thing outside of my role. In my mm. role, I'm on several different um, campaigns. I'm working with several different clients, several different bunches of influencers. It's a lot. Like my day-to-day is a lot. So BAME came along. And I already was a bit like, hmm, you've come to ask me. <laughs> you've come to ask me. And they're reasoning, yeah, you've got a great voice in the agency. You know, people really turn to you. I'm like, that is great. They did that. And I said, you know what? I'll find out about it. Let me find out what you want me to do. Organize budgets. 
find the correct people to come and talk in. Black History Month's coming up soon, so we really need to sort out who who are we going to get? Who do you guys want want to engage with? What where's the budget going to go? We need feedback from the wider agency about what they want to learn I'm about. I'm screaming. Bring somebody in who was paid to need these things into your agency if you think or if you know that you mm. have a diversity and inclusion issue. Don't ask me to do it as a little side project. Don't just get your very junior your very junior employees as a side project where you're not going to compensate them. Your compensation is, yeah, it's really good to get your name out there. My name's already out there. And so I think that part of adulting is, you know. Being able to like advocate for yourself. Yeah. And, and say no. Yeah. And say, yeah, I'm really glad that. that you've thought of me for this opportunity and I'm so grateful. But at this point, I'm going to yes. have to decline. Yeah. And I think that's something that I've definitely been learning how to do more of. And the same. And, you know, in, in my role, like they are very much um supportive of that like up manage let people know delegate like if you feel like your manager can help you out with something or support you in something tell them be like look I need the support on this I'm going to focus on that Mm. is it okay if you focus on that Mm. and I've been doing that so much more and it's so bloody liberating because it's just like yeah you can't just give me all of these tasks and just like like yeah I can can just do it like I've also got things that I'm doing can I juggle I'm not ignorant I'm not a clown like the clown makeup hair like you can't see that so I think that's been a really important part of my role that I think I'm bringing into my world of growing up and knowing like yeah sometimes Mm. I'm gonna have to tell people what's good and (laughs) it's not gonna feel so nice it's not gonna feel so nice but if that's what it it is but in the long run when you have your peace the exhale at the end of the day is just like, wow, I deserve it. Exactly. This. When you've been like, I mm. and I deserve it. Exactly. So I think, yeah, that's been an important part of my role. And also like appraisal period kind of turned, just mm. kind of rolled around. And I had to say, I love what I do. I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a I lot. I think it'd be great if I could be fair. I could be fairly compensated mm. for it. And I hope they they read between the lines. Instead have my money. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're talking about juggling because you do more than a lot. You do the most. I'm doing the fucking most. You do the absolute most. How many Instagram pages do you have? <laughs> <laughs> How many do you Too have? Too many, like three at the moment. You 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 do a lot of like online stuff as well, which is part of fun. Would you consider that yeah. fun work? A bit of both. I would consider it kind of like you said, what I do for fun. You get sent jewelry from very amazing companies. Hashtag spawn, hashtag ads. I am doing, I am doing hashtag spawn. I'm doing my bit. Yeah, no, I feel like social media, I have a weird relationship with it, right? Because it's mm. obviously something that I work with every single day. Mm. Um, it's something that I have to use to promote the projects that I'm doing and to promote myself. But mm. then at the same time, it's so draining. <laughs> like it's oh, it's so draining. It's just like I don't want to do that. I don't want to post an Instagram picture on a schedule. I don't want to. These are for like your own projects that you're doing yourself. Yeah. So this your... is un- unrelated to nine my nine to five. So then, what about what about your own personal Instagram page? My my personal Instagram page is like I do a lot on it, but then I equally don't do anything. Yeah, I post some some pictures every now and then. I love I love a photo dump. I love all of that. But then, yeah, I think I need to find the balance between using it as in, like, I don't give a fuck, which I think I do. Like, I think I'm less inclined to be so... 
about the aesthetic, about the, like, I think I grew out of that a long time ago, how many likes it is that I'm getting. Like, I think that was things that really concerned me. I can still see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't, mm. I haven't changed them. I haven't changed the setting. But it's not anything, it's funny, though, because obviously my job is all about, well, how many likes have you got? How many engagements has this person received and whatnot? But in my own personal side, I think before I used to be like, I would delete a picture if it didn't get at least 100 likes. It's like, what the fuck? Like, who cares? I think I've become less caught up in that. But yeah, I think it's just an odd relationship that I'm having with Instagram at the moment. That and I feel like it's 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 happening to a lot of people. The best advice that I could give a younger person is to log off for a year. See, I don't know if I could do that though. But why? I know. Like, what the fuck? That's so scary. It's terrifying. The thought. I think I think that would be like the best thing for like every single human being that I know. I think my FOMO wouldn't let me. I think maybe I'll try and log off for a month. I support the move if you ever, if you ever do it. Interesting one. Okay, speaking of like the internet, the world celebs, um, it's the biopic of your life. Who yeah. is playing Leash? Who would I get to play me? They don't have to look like you. I mean, I like when biopics and the person like does look like whoever they're playing, but who is it going to be? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. No, could you imagine? No, do you know what comes into my head? Like the first mm. thing that actually just come, came into my head just because like I adore her, Zendaya. Like okay. I would love a Zendaya portrayal of me. And then I feel like most of the things that she does is about her kind of coming yeah, into coming being an adult. Like that Malcolm and, like her, her Malcolm and Marie performance was just insane. But then I was like, it kind of felt like a little girl, not a little girl, but like a young person in adult mm. clothing. But that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was saying to everyone, like when we were at, so I just went to a wedding um, on Tuesday and I was saying to everyone, like, don't you just feel like we're playing dress up a little bit? It's like you're walking around in your mum's heels when you're like three, just, like, like slapping off the back of your feet. Yeah, and mm. exactly. That is what it feels like. But with just that feeling, and I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm going to pose this question to you. Do you think that feeling ever leaves where somebody feels mm-hmm. themselves as you know, a certain age, but that isn't what they are on the exterior? I mean, I'm 25 and I feel 25. I just feel like but what is the 25 weird... feeling? But I feel like there's this weird idea that it should feel like some grand thing. And I'm like, oh, no, it's really not. That yeah, I just, yeah, that's kind of something that I've been like, not faking it till I make it because I think I'm doing mm-hmm. a good job. And I'm, you know, I'm all about being like fully present, enjoying every moment because these are like not days I'm ever going to get back sort of thing. But I do sometimes feel like it is the process of me like growing into those clothes. Yeah, I think like just like changes as well with like our generation, just like this whole thing around career and the way things have changed, the way that what 25-year-olds did 20 years ago versus what we can do it's now. It's not just... what they're doing now, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's that's kind of, yeah, where I'd, where I'd kind of go. I mean, who would you choose? Michaela Cole, hands down. Oh, yes, that's so good. Hands down. Michaela I feel like Issa Rae is like my kind of personality because I would want to have the exuberance and the still that buzz about me. Um, but yeah, I'd say Issa Rae. I was thinking of Issa, yeah. I was thinking Issa Fever. Issa, okay, we've got Issa and Michaela Cole. Lovely. And then this is actually something, it wasn't part of the plan, but this came to me yesterday when I was walking to 7-Eleven. And I was thinking about the idea. Oh my goodness, that, like, I hate 20... that you have a 7-Eleven in Taiwan. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's this like popular notion that your 20s are your best years. 
I want to know what the person at that, I wonder what the life expectancy for people was at that time. First of all, like, was it 31? (laughs) (laughs) It must have been. It must have been. What were they going through? I've read a book um, by Meg Jay called um, The Defining Decade. I've heard of that. I haven't read it. Okay, tell me more. It's why the 20s are the most important years of your life. Important, but not the best. But not the best. Okay, She goes through it. So she's a therapist or a psychologist and... It's um, like situations and examples that she's pulled from the people that she's spoken to who are in their 20s and have this notion mm. of like, the 20s are supposed to be amazing and I just feel mm. so shit about it. Or I'm like falling into these relationships and like nothing's kind of working out for me. And mm. her whole notion is, is that you're setting yourself up, like you say, for your life to sort of end at 20 at 20 mm-hmm. when that isn't yeah. or like at 29 it's just like this is it like this is life as it is yeah yeah but the reason why that's happening is because your your timeline you're not looking at your timeline as something that is extremely longer than the period that you're 24 you're spending more years not in your 20s but you're making it all about being in your 20s all about this tiny tiny era and I think when I whenever I read that my kind of key takeaways from it were this is the year of experimenting the year of getting things wrong but it's not necessarily the best years of my life not at all I would hate to think that this is as good as it gets yeah absolutely not not that I'm not having a good time but just the thought that like it's downhill from here or it plateaus from here no thank you like the same notion about uni being the best three years of your life I was like I bloody hope not <laughs> I, <laughs> I, hope, no, I was no. like I had a good time but it wasn't that great like surely there's more yeah so 20s 20s being your best year highly disagree highly disagree and I think they are formative years I feel like they are years to make the mistakes but then also knowing that you will continue to make mistakes. Like we are human. I think it's just, if you're ever going to give yourself the freedom to not have mm, the best time, yeah, I would need to do it. Say, Fuck it, and do it. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it just gets harder to reason with yourself and pull yourself out of certain things. If you don't deal, if you don't deal with, you know, what's really difficult now and knowing that, it's okay for foundations to think, you know what, I started on this and now I want to rebuild. So yeah, just go out, enjoy them, but know that it's not the best years. Cheers. I was like, I don't have anything to cheers with, but cheers to that. Cheers, clink, clink. Okay, well, living to live, let's slide into part three. And this segment is called Legends, Myths, and the Chamber of Plot Twists. Love that. Thank you, thank you. Um, And here we're going to cut into the moments of adulthood that have humbled you, humoured you, or left you saying what the actual fuck at being grown up. Um, So yeah, like curveballs, surprises. Um, Being in a relationship. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I turn around often and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when did I become so soft? Or when, (laughs) when did I know that, like... I could, this sounds so gross, <laughs> care about someone. You know what I mean? Ew. I say that for you, though, because you've never really been, like, romantic no. or no. you've never been a softie in any way, shape or form. I was, I'm very, in, not that I'm not independent now, 
But I think this was my fear whenever I was like, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship. Is that you genuinely like take into account like, oh, well, if I'm going to do this, how is somebody else going to feel? And sometimes that can be quite exhausting. But I think the difference is, is that you care. Like I want to do yeah. that. Like I want to accommodate for somebody mm-hmm. else. I want to make. Well, that's good. Fit. I think that's a very, that's perfect. That is a grown yeah, thing yeah. that I never knew that yeah. I would yeah, feel this way so early on. Like I I don't know like mm. I thought it would be oh, to be fair it's been like two years now so I think whenever I first kind of went into it I was like yeah no, this isn't going to happen for like a, at least another couple of years um yeah. but it's yeah the meeting of my family the meeting of his family it's just like this is mm. real life like this is actually happening this isn't like some fantasy like fan fiction like this is something that is <laughs> genuinely so those I think those kind of moments where um, so like, realizing you had the heart to love yeah I I had the capacity to do yeah, that and like I want to do that like I want this person to be around my family I'm like always talking about him and like dropping him in conversations like mm-hmm. I'm that person now yeah like what the f- literally what the fuck <laughs> that is you but I think um, it's only surprising because I've known I know you prior you like you since pr- I was a baby exactly and I say that because I feel like whenever I was in uni, I was still a 13-year-old boy. Like, I had the energy and, like, the kind of just being here, there, everywhere, like, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. Like, and obviously, I still have that energy, but I feel like I was very prepubescent as a, like, functioning 18-year-old. Yeah, when I met you, you were, like, my child. You were, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, so I think even seeing and acknowledging that kind of growth in myself has been like wow, hun. Like that is actually growth. You've done that. Like you um, earlier, we were talking about kind of like friendships and like saying goodbye to certain things, and I feel like it's all necessary in order to really have that path that you're going down to be clear on what it is that you want in your life and what it is that you want around you. And I think for me, part of that has been like, dating was fun, Mm. but it's fucking get out. (laughs) 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 Like when I think about some of like my previous encounters, entanglements. Your entanglements. I'm like, that was the fucking get out. Mm -mm. No, no. (laughs) So crazy. So now I'm just like, I'm so glad. Mm. to be done with that but like it's not always going to be hunky-dory like there are going to be some really difficult challenging times and I think it's about working with someone look at you being selfless I know fucking hell who would have thought I'm such a selfish little bitch who would have thunk it could happen to anyone it can really happen to anyone mate if it could happen to me it actually could happen to anyone because I would be most yeah just not about it one other thing oh my goodness um mate so this moving out thing the dunya the fucking dunya i'm thinking i have to get a mattress mattresses aren't cheap mattresses are not cheap i can tell you that like who who would have thunk again like this is like the predicament i'm in like everyone was like turning their nose down at me because i was gonna like i was thinking about Doing a gum tree. <laughs> no, not a gum tree. No, but a gum tree for a like bed structure. Yeah. Yeah. So I want a very specific like bed structure that I can't necessarily like don't know if IKEA do it anymore or what. 
but I can't find it anywhere. So where is it? Capardle. The Capardle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I pro- it's probably not the Capardle. Um, it's just like a wireframe. It's kind of square at the bottom, and then it arch. It's the Pinterest bed. I've never seen this bed. I'll show. I'll show you for reference. The Capardle. It's sturdy. Um, it's firm. It's so specific. No, but it's true. Moving. It's really stressful. That's one thing that I didn't anticipate would be as stressful as it is oh that's a cute bed that's cute so I really want that frame um but this guy's giving it away with his mattress that's only been used for two years and I checked and the mattress is literally worth like 265 pounds and he's selling the bed and the mattress for 100 and I was like I don't think he's going to give one away without the other because I'm going to say take both my mattress is second hand but it's from a friend See, it's different. It's somebody that you yeah, know. It's, it's not somebody in Tower Hamlets. And then I was also thinking, when we're in uni, those those mattresses aren't changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then also, I'm an adult now. So is it that I just do the adult thing and shell out the money? Yeah, you, you have to. Mattresses, pillows, like things that like are going to affect your life, your comfort, your well-being. You gotta fork out, sis. I have to. Mm. Here comes the other predicament I now have. Do I put it on a credit card? I don't get it, Taz. I have not. I don't I mean, have you one. You, could, oh, you don't have one? I don't have one yet, but I've been thinking about it for a long time. But which one do I get? Balance and transfer, purchases, cashbacks, rewards, improving your credit score. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I just went to like Barclays and sat down with someone and they just told me what to get. And I've just been using that ever since. that's something i've been really trying to bloody navigate good luck with that and now let us shimmy on over to part four which is called terms and conditions apply so picture this the adult experience can now be bought at a reasonable price at all good retailers it's a month before product launch and your job is to write the small print that no one dares to read but definitely ought to before trying it out we can draft you don't have to just let's draft let's draft so first of all are your friends Mm -hmm. really your friends i think knowing who you're around knowing who you can rely on because i think it's important not to think that every single person that you come across and everyone that you can kiki you can rely on warning may include social deception yes Mm -hmm. i like that may include some social deception may include a lot of questioning a lot of is this the right move is this the wrong move? Should I be doing this? Just knowing all you can do is mm-hmm. just move. Like I think, I think that's what it is. Like may cause may cause some stagnancy mm-hmm. or whatever. Whatever the might word have is. To wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Might, might have to wait a minute to, to see the effect. Um, mm-hmm. but keep moving regardless. Like don't. I think mm-hmm. that's that's the struggle. Like always stand still. Review where you're at. Mm-hmm. but don't stand for too long because then everything that you've ever done up until that point you're then going to be like well was that the right thing should I have done that there was like you're never going to know exactly. until you keep moving forwards so yeah that's definitely mm-hmm. something I would put on the label but then also be open be open be open to experiences might require some vulnerability like you cannot oh, be a good self if you don't have that love and you don't have the patience Mm -hmm. and you don't have the ability not even to be vulnerable with everybody else but be vulnerable with yourself take a minute to be like 
you know, I'm I'm going mad here and I need to I need to talk about it. I need to vent. But you don't necessarily always have to do that with people. But as long as you're honest with yourself about where you're at, oh my goodness, like you can't you can't really place a foot wrong. I think that's something that I've vulnerability, self-love, honesty sold separately. Yes. Sold separately. You can't you don't you don't get them. They don't come with the package. You must you you have to you have to have that. Mm-hmm. And you can't look at anyone else to give that to you. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot go into situations expecting that somebody is going to give you those things because you don't have them. It's not that you don't have them. You just haven't accessed mm-hmm. them yet. You haven't mm-hmm. maybe been given the correct tools to access them. But mm-hmm. part of being aware of yourself is knowing that right okay well I'm going to go out and do what it is that I need to do in order to access what mm-hmm. I inherently already have so yeah I love that I'm in debt and you and you will, you be, will in be in debt, debt. but don't, Ray, but Ray Charles it <laughs> people people will tell you it will hold you but I mean obviously extreme debt please consult a financial advisor yeah I love that thank you final outro we've got is add me if you can so this is where you get to plug yourself because i know you have several plugs everything you can find in my bio at elisheba.aka that's e-l-i-s-h-e-b-a period aka period um and then if for all things wellness when i eventually get my shit together and actually you know, share the things that I am genuinely doing mm. and not waiting for the perfect picture or whatever. That is at h club. But might change. Subject to change because that's a fucking mouthful. So uh, we've got Alicia but aka Alicia dot aka and h club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I will write those somewhere. Um and yeah, I'll is. write those and make sure they as you know. Well, Alicia, it's been lovely chatting with you. Oh my goodness, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me on board. And I get to be your second first guest. My second first guest. You're the first second first guest I've ever had. So I love it. Love it. I love you. I love you. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Keep adulting because you were doing a fine fucking job at it. And yeah, who else flies X million miles away and is just thriving? Mm-hmm.